I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die. With Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Well, guys, just one before we die. That's all we asked. The Minnesota Vikings had us reeling. We were feeling good. They were on this winning streak. And then they let it all fall apart to the Denver Broncos, Mile High City, losing to Russell Wilson and company 21-20. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, but dabbling in my poor, sad Minnesota sports fandom life by watching the Minnesota Vikings. He's our resident sports dad, Judd Zulgad. And over here, we've got producer Ross Brendel. Ross, why do you watch the Minnesota Vikings? Well, the pain lets me know that I'm still alive. And as my friends at REM once told us, everybody hurts sometime. Everybody hurts. Uh, What eases the pain better than some delightful, delicious, adult alcoholic beverages judd how many surleys were consumed after the fall apart that was the minnesota vikings in the fourth quarter on the final drive unfortunately because i had to to do vent line none but i'm going to tell you right now if i could jesse i would hand this beer a before i die a a delicious before i die from our friends at surly brewing right through the screen to you so that you could ease the pain of the vikings of the wild of all of these teams but you know what? It speaks to the mission of this very show, ladies and gentlemen, Before I Die from Surly Brewing. Check it out. Of course, um, they've got the delicious Furious. They've got Logic Bomb. I could go on and on. But you know what? Go to your liquor store, go to your bar, and you can discover what is so good about Surly Brewing, what they are brewing up. I mean, <clears throat> Minnesota Vikings had been brewing up some hope. They had been brewing up some fun for Vikings fans. Josh Dobbs, the pastor, not he looked a little human <laughs> last night, guys. I mean, for the first time, I think we kind of came back down to earth at the realization that Josh Dobbs is, in fact, a backup quarterback. Still did a lot of really good stuff. Still managed to move the ball well. Uh, managed to take a terrible hit from Green Jackson, which I'm glad the NFL is reviewing that. But overall, Judd, how did you feel? about last night's game because again it's a loss that's completely on the minnesota vikings sure there were calls that were missed and and certain things but the vikings gave it up with their turnovers that eventually led to again that russell wilson to Cortland sutton 15 yard pass for the winning touchdown uh story of uh story of minnesota sports right missed opportunities I, i mean that game was right there and denver didn't look that good their defense isn't terrible, but the run defense is. And Russell Wilson, I don't know what you guys thought, looks like a shell of himself. <laughs> and so I thought that game was right there. And the play that, you know, we've talked about extensively that keeps coming up and just to me was the was an absolute game changer, the Madison fumble. Um, the Vikings are driving. They might have scored a touchdown, field goal. They were up. I really felt like if they had gotten points, especially a touchdown there, 
that that would have ended the night for the Broncos. I think that the ball was fumbled at the Broncos 34, so it's not like the Vikings had a long field left to go. Missed opportunity, and you know what? I think the loss bothered me and a lot of fans because it's a reminder of how many games this team has fumbled away, has thrown away, has lost. You know, it, it's it's their fault. I did the math. This team could easily be nine and two or ten and one if they protected the football. So last night was an unfortunate reminder of what has ailed the team that could be in the driver's seat, could be in the number one seed of the NFC. I mean, more frustrating than the fumble itself was the absolute amateur hour that it was. I mean, my two-year-old holds tighter onto her doll when she's walking around past her brothers for crying out loud. Like, I Alexander Madsen had one of his better games. We're very critical of Alexander Madsen on this podcast. A lot of us are critical on the outside. And in fact, I owned up to that on Twitter. I was like, you know what? He's got 81 yards. He's not playing well. Not even a minute later, he fumbles the ball so egregiously, I just couldn't do nothing but shake my head, Ross. It was it was hard to watch. Well, that is the announcer jinx right there, Jesse, even <laughs> though you weren't technically <laughs> announcing as a now podcaster commenting and tweeting or Xing on the game. That is the jinx personified right there. It's a little frustrating, but I think we noticed throughout the game why KOC continues to play Alexander Madison because he's much better in pass protection. But as I noted, as we were prepping for the podcast in our whole, you know, 30 seconds of prep that we do, I would like to think somebody as smart as KOC could find a way to utilize what Chandler does well and utilize what Madison does well without giving away entirely. Oh, Madison's in the game. He's clearly here to pick up a blitz or to pass block. I would like to think that KOC could make that work versus I think at this point, guys, giving us just entirely too much Alexander Madison. When you now see what Ty Chandler has done in some spot duty, he just looks better for whatever reason. You know, you can say it's the offensive line. Maybe it's not the offensive line. I think at this point, as the season's gone on, the offensive line grades are pretty good. They weren't as good in the second half last night as they were first half. But I think right now we're really starting to see over the last handful of weeks, it's been maybe more of a running back problem when you factor in what Cam Akers was able to do, now what Ty Chandler's been able to do. So to me, it just goes back to the fumbles are annoying, the turnovers are annoying. You can make a case every game they've lost is directly because of the turnovers. But I think we got to start getting to a point where you can showcase your running backs doing what they do well. And I trust that KOC can hopefully figure that out and maybe mask exactly why a certain running back is in the game. I mean, it's the explosiveness for me out of Ty Chandler, that fake punt for a 31 yard game when the Minnesota Vikings were looking at, they were going to go three and out on it. I mean, we told people to pick up Ty Chandler for their fantasy teams. Hopefully they did that. I mean, again, he's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Ross, you're absolutely right. He's missing some of those blocks uh, that he needs to be making, but Ty Chandler, Judd, I mean, is KOC going to give us more? Are we still going to get stuck with, as Ross said, a little bit more of Alexander Madison moving forward? We've been talking about this for how long, right? Like all our shows, (laughs) we've been talking about this. Yeah, and and it doesn't feel like – like Chandler's role has increased, but the fascination with Madison playing and playing substantially is – like I know know what they're thinking. I just – 
do they not watch the tape? Do they not see? I, I mean, Jesse, you used the exact right word. You know, that the explosive step that Chandler has, Alexander simply does not. And last night, yes, he was good. And both of them were good last night. But let's keep in mind, Denver's uh, rushing defense came into the league last, dead last. Like they couldn't. And in the first half especially, they're trying to arm tackle. They were lazy tackles. And so I don't think like the Vikings run game has been found. I think that they they rightfully so had a good rushing night against a team that struggles there. But I don't know what they're going to do because, you know, I, I did think this. I thought KOC had a lousy game last night. Yes. I thought That's- he coached a lot. I thought he coached a lousy game. I, I And look, he, he's a good coach. This is not like a referendum. And he's had some rough games this season. But how do you not go for it on fourth and one from the Broncos 48 when every analytic and your gut should be telling you, go for it? Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I just was, I was really unimpressed. And I thought that Kevin O'Connell, actually it's the last, well, six quarters, because the last half of the Saints game, I was not impressed. He got conservative, and he talked about that. So I think KOC was more of detriment than help last night. I think what's been interesting with KOC the last two weeks in the second half is he seems to drive the car reckless in the first half, where he just kind of lets Josh Dobbs do whatever he wants to do. If he needs to do a spinorama run all around the field, run for a touchdown, it seems like he's okay with that, and he's okay calling plays that would allow that to happen. The second half of these last two games, to use a NASCAR term for anybody that gets it, it seems like he's put the restrictor plate on. He's <laughs> he's making it a bit more difficult for Dobbs to do his thing. And look, for better or worse, he's going to be an improviser. You're going to get some plays like you got last night every game. But I think to get the full Josh Dobbs experience from what we've seen with his time with the Cardinals, with the Vikings – you just kind of need to let him be himself. And when you don't let him do that, in my opinion, that's what the last two second halves have looked like. It really changes the offense. And then very quickly, Judd, on the Denver part, Russell Wilson, clearly not the Russell Wilson that he used to be, but why did Denver win the game last night? They didn't turn the ball over and the Vikings did. Russell Wilson should get some credit for what he's done this year. He's now over 2000 yards passing 19 touchdown passes, four interceptions. So yeah, They're not getting the ball downfield very well, and everything is pretty much right around the line of scrimmage, but he's not turning the ball over. And if the Vikings want to continue to win and ascend and be a playoff team, what happened last night and happened early in the season can't continue to happen. They got to figure out what's happening there. One turnover, okay, whatever. Stuff happens. Three, that's entirely too many, especially on the road. Another concerning point for me is the way the offense pissed away another incredible game from the defense. Apologies for the coarse language, ladies and gentlemen, but that's the fact of the matter is they peed it away. Uh, Defense, again, incredible, limited running back Javante Williams to 37 yards, 11 carries, and the offense, frankly, squandered it. TJ Hawkinson, you guys, I'd like to talk a little bit about him and his game last night. Certainly some good connections between him and Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs continues to favor him a little bit, and that's okay except TJ can't seem to bring the ball in and just hold the ball. Am I right? Am I correct in this assessment? It hits him in the hands. It's there. And he has a tough time bringing the ball in. How do you effectively change that for TJ Hawkinson, a guy that is one of the better players at his position. And yet this year just hasn't shown us that except in brief glimpses during games. 
You know, Jesse, I'm hard pressed to describe how he couldn't or why he didn't catch both of those uh, last drive, which was, by the way, just a disaster. Um, but he didn't catch either of those passes. And two things come to mind. Yeah, the passes weren't perfect. But, dude, you've got mammoth hands, right? Like you're a <laughs> mm-hmm. tight end. You're a huge man. So you basically, the cornerback did a really good job of get of breaking those plays up. But you're paid to hang on to the football. And then when I saw that, it frustrated me more because uh, to go back to the Wilson to Sutton winning touchdown pass, it like unfolded in slow-mo. And speaking of corners, where was Blackman to fight that ball off? He had a terrible game, right? Can we just say that? A lot? He, had a, he had a very He struggled. Game. And I mean, Caleb Evans was out, and I get that. But that last, that touchdown pass, don't you at least have to fight that thing? Um, because it's, and, and he looked around like he was confused. I don't know if he expected some type of help or what. But yeah, uh, Hawk has had a really statistically great year and he was fantastic against the saints but there that was not the first time that there have been some passes ross that i was like be nice if you uh use those big those big meat hook hands to hang on to the football well and the crazy thing last night too is you for the first time in probably about a month you saw a bit more from oliver they're getting him in the mix and he's catching passes and making nice plays I can't add a ton more to the Hawkinson thing. I, I really can't. He, His entire career, as far as I can tell, now I wasn't watching Lions games intently, but being <laughs> here in the North, you do get a fair amount of Lions games. And even with Red Zone, you're able to see a lot. I'd really have to examine the numbers, I'll be honest. I, I haven't, but I don't recall him being much of a dropper. He was not much of a dropper last year. They're just seems to be something going on. I mean, is it possible there's some sort of injury we don't know about? Maybe a a bad finger or two? I mean, well, I, I'm ribs trying. are a mess. I know you the know ribs that. are. Yeah, the ribs are a mess. I will say last night, aside from not picking up five yards, one of the drops wasn't so bad because you were going to gain five mm-hmm. yards and have to immediately burn a timeout when it's four down territory. So I don't despise that one so much. I think whether it's Dobbs or O'Connell, What was throwing me off in the second half, Jesse, to your point, what we talked about a little bit earlier, was the only play that they had in the playbook, the second half, a five-yard out to uh, TJ Hawkinson. That was was basically every play. And I think think that goes back to what we've talked about before. Career journeyman backup quarterback. What do they tend to do? Same thing rookie quarterbacks do. They tend to lean on tight ends and their safety blankets. You know, maybe to a degree you have to get him off the field a little bit, which seems weird to say that because he's one of your better weapons. But yeah, I, I really don't know. The Hawkinson thing, I, I honestly can't add a lot to it other than do what everybody does at this point. Shake their head because it doesn't really make any sense. How do you guys feel about the Minnesota Vikings now moving forward? As we've discussed before, uh, still a very favorable schedule, made even a little bit more favorable with the Joe Burrow news and him being out for that Cincinnati game. Um Better, indifferent, worse? How do you feel about the playoff picture for your Minnesota Vikings and how they might finish out this uh, regular season? Judd? I think they're going to make. I think they're going to make it. I mean, like that. They would have to, and look, they could. It's the Vikings, but to miss out on at least that seventh seed, they would have to basically completely combust. Um, so I, I think it's possible. Chances, Let's remind yeah, ourselves well, it it's is possible, the you know, it's, <laughs> it's Minnesota sports. I, I mean, anything is possible. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I guess I'm just disappointed because last night was a reminder of the fact that this team has beaten itself far more than opponents have. 
this team has shot itself in the foot to to the tune of again they could be the number one seed in the conference with a backup quarterback like Kirk started it off but I mean you could be uh, so um I feel I feel like I'm still pretty confident that they're going to make the playoffs and honestly I don't feel that different about them probably because last night was just a reminder of the reoccurring theme that we saw in that one and four start it would have been really a really nice win to have because it gives you a little bit more extra buffer, right? You would have seven wins and all the teams just on the outside of the playoffs would have four. Now, most of them still have a game in hand because they've had their buy and the Vikings haven't. But as we sit here today recording, the Vikings are technically up a game and a half. I didn't think they would win out or go on a massive winning streak. I think last week I kind of teed up with you guys. I thought a loss was coming. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the team rebounds from that. Well, loss to an AFC team on the road doesn't really cripple you that much. Mm-hmm. If you turn around and you beat Chicago, and you should beat Chicago, even with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Great collapse by Chicago yesterday, by the way. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. I'm not really persuaded so much by the loss. If the Vikings get back on the horse, so to speak, and beat Chicago on Monday night, I think they're fine. There's still plenty of meat on the bone, but I think games that we saw last night, I think we'd be naive to assume that they're not going to happen. Whether it's Dobbs related or just the team turning the ball over, we're now 11 games in. But is it likely to change? I'm I'm not sure it is. I think there's just going to be games where they get sloppy, put the ball on the ground and throw it away. Why would it change now? So we're 11 weeks in. But but why is your running back and and by the way, the head coach what a month and a half ago now threatened to bench guys. And he's okay, still playing. <laughs> why? Why is a guy who has proven to be basically a guy? He's not special. Why does? Why is there no ramifications when he drops the ball and like he would be the best guy in the world to bench? You're not going to bench Kirk w- when he throws a pick or fumbles a ball, right? Is Josh Dobbs, you're not going to bench him. I mean, Alexander Madison is begging to be benched last night. Okay, but, dude, you're done playing. And and, and Kevin O'Connell, and, and what frustrates me about this is, if you're O'Connell, then don't threaten it. You know, there's nothing worse, in my opinion, and I like him as a coach. I think he's very good. But there's nothing worse than, than going up to a podium and threatening your team, and then never following through. Like last night, Madison fumbles. Okay, dude, you know what? You're out. If we need a guy to block, it's Ham. If we need a guy to run, it's Chandler. But you are going to serve as the exam- my example to this team that I'm serious about this because it's ball security. Mm-hmm. Like this is not this is not some like sort of oh, that's a weird football thing. Ooh, interesting. Like this is this is one of the most fundamental things that they work on. So I think I was more, I'm, I'm not down on the team. I was very frustrated by what I saw last night because it was I have, unnecessary. I have an idea, guys. Do you remember in the movie Little Giants, the Disney movie, the football movie, and they put the tar on their jersey and they <laughs> have it tarred to them? Maybe that's maybe that's another option, too, if we want to consider just tarring the football it's, to Alexander Madison. It's only cheating if you get caught. All right. Uh, Judd, Judd has already endorsed cheating numerous times on this podcast. Oh, God, yeah. So. I have no problem with cheating. Yeah. Judd, Judd kind of walked back to where I where I wanted to go when he mentioned, okay, maybe C.J. Ham comes in to block. But we talked about it even early on in this pod. I think a lot of what KOC struggling with is what we saw late. 
He leaves Chandler in there. Chandler gets entirely trucked, and Dobbs immediately turns the ball over because of it. Now, Dobbs cannot throw that pass. He can do things differently, but that was a direct correlation to Chandler getting trucked, which Madison, say what you want, he's a much better blocker. But again, I'd like to think a smart man like KOC, and we all believe that he's smart, can figure out a way to make this work. Because the swing pass to him where they cleared out the entire space, brilliant play call. If you can do things like that, you can figure out how to keep your quarterback upright with a different running back or a fullback back there. Jesse, do you got, do you think too that, 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 and I'm a fan of like trick plays and creative plays, but I thought that, that, that third and one was a really weird call given the field position and the Broncos can't really stop the run and you're going to have your tight end, take a snap and get cute and give it to uh, uh, Josh Dobbs. Do you think, though, that, that that also scared KOC from having Dobbs run as much? Because, like, that's a really, like, like I'm going to pitch you the ball. That's a bold, freaking, okay, let's go statement. And then the rest of the game, it was sort of like he ran some, but it was almost like they got scared. Points for the creativity, right? Like, we love to see that. We love KOC kind of coloring outside the lines a little bit. But, again, in this game in particular and in other ones, he goes back and forth too much from like playing the simple game Amen. to trying to do too much. And it's like, you got to pick a lane, man. Just kind of pick a lane. And personally, pick the simple lane. The cutesy one is fine. But right now, this team is not in a position to be cutesy and fun. Like, you just want to get the points at the end of the day and not, again, squander away a victory. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I love the attempt at first. But at the end of the day, just play football. You don't you, you're not talented enough to be cute and creative like it that. just seems like an odd time to call that couldn't that have been a first and 10 call when you're yeah. on the 40 or 50 or on the opponents in the opponent's territory so that threw me off then in the second half gutsy you know pick pick your word to go with the fake punt that they went with but then the rest of the half was coached to you know poke fun at another coach in town the rest of the half was coached like it was pj fleck at ohio state yeah. <laughs> right so it's like yeah. you, you make the call to run that fake True. punt at that situation, which is an incredibly courageous is overstating it, but in the term of sports, it's a heck of a call to make at that time. And then they just go back into a shell. It's, it's perplexing. Look, people learn and grow. I hope KOC still relatively new at this. This is a year and a half into it. You hope that he learns and grows as well, and that he'll be better next week for any mistakes that he made in the past. Jesse's right, though. Pick a lane. Right. I don't like, like saying that too often, but pick a lane. Well, I think as a coach, though, there has to be consistency. And it felt like l- last night it was a bit schizophrenic. Yeah. Like, like, okay, it's fourth and one at the Denver 48. We're not going for it. Oh, that's weird. Okay, now it's fourth and whatever. And you're in your own territory. And you run a fake punt, which is, you know, which again is cool. It worked. It was awesome. It worked. But. So why didn't you just go for it on fourth? I like if you're going to be ballsy, be ballsy. If you're not, but you know, have some consistency. The fourth and one thing was really weird. I it's thought. just the time. It is. It's the timing of his. And, and again, we've discussed this before on this podcast, and I know on other Purple Daily channels is KOC's methods. He's a smart guy, but it's just sometimes it leaves you scratching your head. Like, what was that? Why are you doing uh, that instead? Or what are you trying? Like. Why are you not telling us to go back? Why are you telling? Why don't you have him spike the ball? Why don't you have him spike the ball? I will never, ever forget that. Like just those little things that you yeah. know he's smarter than that, and you know he could call the game better. But for whatever reason, he just almost second guesses himself. He's like, "Well, no, 
we're going to do it this way. So it's very interesting. Hey, and Kirk. Hey, Kirk, do you have full? Uh, can you do whatever you want? Can you spike <laughs> the ball there? Yeah, I can. Hey, Kirk, why didn't you spike the ball there? You're going to have to talk to Kevin. You're going to have to talk <laughs> to Kevin. Still maybe the highlight of this year. I know I'm paraphrasing I that, can, but yeah. what a great 30 to 45 seconds that was. Just... I feel like I I feel like, Jesse, if KOC was your kid, you, you would call him in today and say, we need to talk about like like this isn't how life goes. <laughs> like like you probably have your kids do some weird things sometimes because they're kids, right? Like they're starting out in life. Yeah. And you probably have to explain, okay, here's why you probably should do this, but you shouldn't do that. I feel like he he needs that explanation of like, what were you thinking there? Well, I was gonna be aggressive and then I wasn't. It's like, okay, that's not really how life yeah. should work. Right. Well, usually it's when they're coloring on the walls in my nice pretty white office, and it's like, well. I didn't do it. It's like your markers in your hand. It's a little bit on your face. I think you did do it. Why did we decide to do that? Yeah. Well, because I wanted to try something new. Okay. Well, this one wasn't the way to go. Like, let's not do that again. And eventually they will, just like KOC again, will have us question some of his play calling. Um, but, you know, if it's pretty art down the end of the road, maybe it's, I don't really know. I got nothing. I can't, I can't draw that connection, that conclusion yet, because I it just, you. frankly, it pisses me off both sides, the KOC and the kids color. Not the Rome wasn't built in a day and apparently neither was the Vikings path back to a Super Bowl. Mm. Wonk, wonk, wonk. Uh, <laughs> I would like to know, what are we grateful for you guys? It is Thanksgiving week. I want your hottest turkey takes. It may be one thing about the Minnesota Vikings that makes you grateful before we get into comments from YouTube. Uh, I am grateful for um, I'm grateful for turkey bags that make turkeys nice and juicy when when you cook them because I grew up in the 70s without those bags and there was nothing worse than dry turkey. It sucks. It's terrible. I'm not thankful for that. So I'm grateful for the creator of the person who who made it so turkeys could be cooked easily and yet not be dry. Um, from the Viking standpoint. I'm grateful for the intrigue because it's never boring. Fair. There's yeah. always something to talk about. There's always something. So I am thankful for the intrigue. I would back that up, Jesse. I am grateful that the Vikings always give us something to talk about. Whether they're 13 and 4 or 4 and 13, they are number one in this town, hands down, hands down. So it's great that they always give us stuff to talk about. Thankful for the, you know, can I get the, uh, I'm thankful to do this show with you guys each and every week mm. and thankful for the thousands upon thousands that tune in to watch it or listen to it. So thank you to people that are consuming this show. It uh, Honestly, it may sound trite, but it doesn't go unnoticed. We are very appreciative that people do so. So big thank you to yourself in the comments or if you're downloading this podcast. Oh, I was just going to say gravy is trash and uh, the Minnesota Vikings aren't. So oh, I needed, a my... I needed a Thanksgiving take. <laughs> yeah, didn't you needed a sorry. Thanksgiving take. Um, my, my, I'm biggest, not... my biggest I'm, I'm thanks... with Jesse here, by the way. My yes. biggest Thanksgiving take is that I, I, I will eat it tomorrow to eat it, to participate. First off, turkey's overrated. I don't hate it. That's not where I'm going, but it is overrated. Tastes, yeah. it's, too, it's too gamey. I think pumpkin mm. pie is absolute trash. Yeah, I, just, I agree. I will 100%. I will dabble tomorrow. I'll probably have a half a piece. It trash is overstating it. I just don't no, really enjoy it. It's not I, that good. It's trash. Unless I, you do it with whipped cream, like there's yeah, no whip, good and way cool to whip or ice yeah. cream. Yeah. But but you gotta load that up. Yeah. Give me apple no, pie. Give me yep. French silk. Give me banana cream. Oh, Give me the kid oh, pie. Banana cream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Banana yeah. cream's delicious. Banana cream's so good. 
So yeah. good. There's my Thanksgiving take for you. And I stuffing? Love- I'm not a big fan. Oh, but if you do it the homemade kind like I do, so I get some yep. bread, I dry her out, and then I chop her up. You got to do it that way. Forget the stofers. Do a little, go the extra mile because it's actually not much harder to you do it what? that way. It's Give delight. me mashed potatoes. Give me the mashed True. potatoes yeah. all day long. Mm-hmm. Mashed potatoes are one food where no matter how full you get on Thanksgiving Day, you can always, there's always like a weird little pocket that, that's available yeah. for more mashed potatoes. I have a tip. Boil the potatoes in milk instead of water, and that makes them even creamier when you're going to go with the mashed potatoes. Take the milk out and then add oh. that milk in when you make the mashed potato. I, I'm a little bit of a, a chef, you guys. Pretty, pretty good. Evidently, pretty meal. Day. yes. Pretty okay, so you said milk. So you said boil the uh, boil the potatoes judge, and just mm-hmm. taking notes. Yeah, I'm and then dawn. you'll use that. You'll use that milk in your mashed potatoes along with some sour cream and not like oh, so. Wow. Just yeah, I'm telling you, game. No, a good cook. So. Mm-hmm. Are you anti all gravy, Jesse, or I'll just a bit of types? it? Don't don't mm. need don't need it. My I, so I've been this has been a hill that I've been willing to die on along with my I hate cake take, but people are correct. I probably have just never had like a really good gravy, but also it's because I have really good mashed potatoes that they don't need the gravy right. to ah. hide underneath. You know what yep. I mean? Like and like if turkey's turkey, dry, it needs yes. gravy. That's yeah. a good point. And usually She's my right. turkey's moist, so it's like. It's fine because you toss some apples in there, you toss some lemons, you get all that yep. inside the cavity to keep that freshness in there. Okay. Okay. Your know. comparison <laughs> reminds me I was once told by a very renowned chef that if the steak's good, you don't need steak sauce. No. That's true, too. Absolutely exactly. true. Murray's, you don't need steak sauce. Manny's, right. you don't need steak sauce. Jesse Pierce's eight ounce filet, <laughs> you don't need steak sauce. Just saying. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hit up some comments from YouTube, shall we, Ross? Comments from YouTube. Comments from YouTube, by the way, has a sponsor. Uh, our, our friends at Park Tavern, St. Louis Park, the official sports bar of Sports Dad. Well, guess what, folks? They've got a, speaking of Thanksgiving, they have a Thanksgiving meal available 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., obviously on Thursday, $23.95 for a Tableside buffet. We're talking turkey, veggies, mashed potatoes, gravy, and stuffing, and much more. Or $16.95 for a single plate dinner, 952-929-6810 for reservations. And also on Black Friday drop by, you can buy a $100 gift card and get a $50 gift card for free. So Park Tavern, Louisiana Mm -hmm. Avenue South, St. Louis Park. They got Thanksgiving covered. They've got gift cards. They are your one-stop shopping. And uh, I'll probably be at the bar. This, early. this weekend, Maybe. Judd, as you know, great weekend for sports all across the board. You can go okay. to Park Tavern. You're not going to miss anything. Mm-mm. Copious nope. amounts group, of TVs. Group outings, get-togethers, bowling. <laughs> I'm telling you, they got a little bit of everything at the Park Tavern. Before I die, us three should go bowling at Park Tavern. You bowl, Judd? I haven't bowled in a long time, but I have bowled, yeah. Yeah, well, of course, fun. I'm, not any, fun, I'm right? not any good, but it's fun to drink some beers. Absolutely, it's it so is. Bad. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
All right, let's get to this. I have two that I ripped from last week's Before I Die. Roy Olson 61 says, we have a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Hicks was playing great. He will be missed. Barr isn't going to start, but could be a factor after the bye. He should still know the Lions and Packers. My question to you, will Anthony Barr have more or less than 20 tackles for the Minnesota Vikings the remainder of this season? I missed it last night. I don't recall seeing it, but he did log one tackle last night. Will he find 19 more tackles the remainder of the season? Jesse? No. He looked okay. He looked good. I, I thought he looked fine. He had an elevated position, obviously, last night, got activated. But no, I just, I don't have the confidence. It's not there. It's the age thing. It just gets me back, yeah. holds me back. He's old. Every single time. He's a little old. So, he unfortunately, no. But I think he will be effective. I do think he will be effective, and he will be have some value for your Minnesota Vikings, but he ain't getting 20. Come on now. now he's going to play a small role. So, Jesse's right. Mm-hmm. He'll play a role. He'll be around. It'll be like, remember, he'll talk to Harrison Smith and his buddies, and they'll the relive the glory days. But, yeah, he ain't getting to 20. Remember when Aaron Rodgers walked into a bar? Yeah. <sighs> and you hit him and hurt him, and everyone loved it? <laughs> well, and for point of reference, he played all season last year at 58 tackles for the Dallas Cowboys. So if you yeah. start to do the math, 20 would be possible, but he's going to have to play a fair amount. And I think as guys get healthy, he just won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, here's one for you. This goes back to who plays KOC. Remember that discussion from last week? I think, did somebody bring up Vince Vaughn? Did we talk about that? We didn't. Okay, here's the here's the comment from Kevin Milwaukee, or Milwaukee Algonquin for the good land for you Wayne's World fans. <laughs> Vince Vaughn to play the role of Kevin O'Connell. The height and the walk is perfect. You guys buying or selling Vince Vaughn as Kevin O'Connell? I so seldomly weigh in here. I like Vince Vaughn. I'm not buying it, but I do need to go watch Vince and see this walk and see if it makes any sense. But I'm not buying it. How about you, Judd? No, he's too old. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. And, There's that. And, and I think Vaughn spelled wrong. I think it's V-A-U-G-H-N, right? Oh, then I didn't even add. Yeah, that, that's on me. Jeez. Vince Vaughn. Jeez. No, no. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn? I get it at- I get it at one time, like at one time, maybe um, Jesse, I say, no, I don't think like there are definite candidates. Vince Vaughn. Uh, uh-uh. erroneous, erroneous on all counts. Uh, I like Vince Vaughn as an actor. He is some of my absolutely like that. If you guys get the reference, then you get the reference. No, but he's that being said, he's too high strung. Like he plays the same character yeah. in all of his movies. And none of that is anything like KOC at all. And not to mention, Dark hair, not an attractive face. Like, uh, no, he just, he can't. He wow. deserves better. I don't find Whoa. him unattractive. Wow. His personality is attractive, but it kind of looks like a fish. Well, uh, Jesse, we have Vince Vaughn waiting in the room right now. Let's bring him in. No, he was born he's here. A, he's a Blackhawks fan. Us. He's a Blackhawks fan, though. He is a Blackhawks yeah, fan. Blackhawks fan. He's one of us, though, unfortunately. You ready for some Before I Die? Should we do that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their <clears throat> Before I Die. But before we do that, there's another sponsor attached. That's Woo-hoo! right. It's Thanksgiving week. And so we got to get all of our sponsors in. And this one is a sponsor that Jesse and I are both very familiar with. Th- that is Jesse, our friends from 
Livia Weight Control Centers. I've told my story a ton, so you tell yours about how the folks have helped you drop weight and feel great. Oh boy, I mean, a busy mama three during the hockey seasons. I maybe dabbled in the Taco Bell a little too frequently post Minnesota Wild wins and losses. That being said, weight got a little out of control. And thankfully, because of our friends at Livia, I have dropped over 30 pounds, over 20 inches on my waistline, feeling good, feeling great. Uh, and get that energy back. It's amazing the energy that I was missing. I don't even drink coffee anymore, you guys, because wow. I'm just feeling good. I know. It's a wild life I live out You're here. Incredible. It's You're fantastic. Uh, shout out to our friends, especially my friends at the Woodbury Center. But they've got some pretty good deals going on right now, Judd, for people to get in shape before their New Year's resolutions hit. F- funny you should bring that that up because you know what? R- right now, it is their black. Friday offer. Join today and get this. Save up to 50%. Uh, go to livea.com or call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Limited time offer, so join now again. Livia Weight Control Center is going to help you like they help me, like they help Jesse. You can be next to drop weight instead of gain it before the new year. Not bad, eh, Russ? Huh? Yeah. That's good. See? Uh-huh. See what that, guys. See that synergy right there, Asco. Yeah. We're this not even is, in the same place. This <laughs> is what we call professionalism, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every time. Why don't you, Ross, kick us off since Judd and I were speaking the truths about our weight loss journeys? Why don't you get kick us off with the before we dies? Sure. This one is uh sports related and really not that big of a deal. But uh before I die, the uh Winnipeg Blue Bombers will address the issues on their offensive line in back to back gray cups that have cost them, I guess, potentially being a dynasty. One, two gray cups in a row. Now we've lost two Grey Cups in a row in basically the exact same fashion. Quarterback getting beat, making bad decisions, and then the defense folding like a lawn chair late. The Montreal Alouettes, correct? Great great uniform. upset Toronto, right? Great uniform last night. Yeah, the Alouettes knocked off uh, 16-2 Toronto. Wow. Yeah, a shocking, shocking journey to the CFL championship. The Alouettes had not beaten a team with a better record than them all year until the wow. conference finals and the Grey Cup. Get hot at the team right of time. destiny. Mm-hmm. Jesse, you go next. What do you Well, got? so this weekend I spent some time in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Great place. Always a ton of fun. My best my best friend lives there. Um, and on Saturday, me and her husband were like, let's go. He's from lacrosse. So he's like, let's go check out the Eagles. They made the playoffs in D3 for the first time since 2006. Big deal. There were no fans there, which was very disheartening. 
Also, maybe because there needs to be a mercy rule. Before halftime, it was 52-0 to zero as they were trouncing on Minnesota State Morris, and it was hard to watch. The game ended up being 62-7, to seven, but I'm asking before I die for some sort of mercy rule. Like, there needs to be a mercy rule in that, or just figure something out. I know it's Division Three football, but it was just... It was bad. It was Run it was time. tough to watch. Yeah. We found a nearby bar that had cheap drinks and yeah. watched it from there instead. Ah, God bless Wisconsin. Can always mm-hmm. get drunk. John brought up a point. Did it go? Does it go to running time in the second half? I think it. Don't they speed up the clock when it gets out of hand? I didn't feel like it. It felt like it just <laughs> kept dragging. <laughs> and then she like, went like, got drunk. No yeah. Then I didn't really care. No, exactly. <laughs> and they and they might not do that. I feel like maybe they do, but it yeah, I'm, I'm not positive. It was bad. Like to, they couldn't even get out of that first half. Poor Minnesota State Morris kept trying, and they kept getting intercepted, and lacrosse just kept shoving it back down their throats. So. Uh, good luck to the Eagles, however, against Aurora University coming up this weekend as they continued their quest into the Division Three second round. Mild breaking news, by the way, as we record for you hockey folks, Hans from Mighty Ducks has tipped out of the canoe and passed away. He was 95 Aww. years old. So teach them how to fly, Gordon. That guy was still alive? Allegedly. I'm well, just there were learning. two. Wow. There I'm were two different well. Hanses. Yeah, there, there were. Yeah, that's yep. right. There were. Mm-hmm. That's right. So which which one did just pass away? Now we'll find I'd out. Have been the second one. All right, but before I die, before I die, the Gopher football team is going to be put in its own separate little conference because this new this one big Big Ten thing is going to be a disaster. This team is going nowhere. It's not going to be like like the tailgating is still fun, but the actual games themselves, my God, what a you know, I mean, watching them play the Buckeyes, it's just it's not doable. Just find a conference to put them and some other bad teams in or some smaller Big Ten teams, and let's get let's at least make it interesting. Yeah, that's mine. That's because uh, this is not going to work. And how about Ohio State just not even caring about their unsportsmanlike, like just scoring and just being pretentious yeah. and terrible? Yeah. Yeah. I, Ohio State. I actually, I don't disagree with anything you just said, Judd. The one thing I do think that I would love to see is if they compiled all the penalties. So um, imagine if they're like, yeah, you can kick your extra point from the other team's five yard line because yeah. they had what mm-hmm. they they called it technically on six guys, but it was only a 15 yard penalty. You know, if they just push that thing all the way back. Don't you have two teams that are performing or going to be independents next year because they refuse to like leave the Pac-12? That's no longer a thing. Didn't I just see that today? Um, well, I, I think they tried to find a conference and they couldn't find it and they can't find a conference. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Weren't they, weren't they going to try and hook up with the conference USA or yeah. the American or something? They didn't mm-hmm. get swallowed up. That's a problem. So. I think anyway, Shame. we can take Oregon state and uh, Stanford might That's give it. Was, yeah. At least with Stanford, there's a team that might be worse than the Gophers. There's the other bad teams. The conference is just going to be absolutely terrible. Baylor. I'm just kidding. Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> Baylor. One Big Ten, man. Oh, boy. Your Cyclones did battle, Jesse. They did battle they tried. on Saturday. I got to catch I, a I little bit of that. I watched that game, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was not bad. It wasn't bad. You know, Plus because they I didn't couldn't. wear the flesh pants. I know. I told them. Yeah. I called I called up Matt Campbell, and I said, hey, Matt, here's the deal. Can't they got the uniforms. Anymore. They got the uniforms mostly right. They ruined yeah. it with the helmets, but the uniforms were mostly right. Yeah. Also, how do you feel about Matt Campbell smiling at the postgame handshake? Yeah, you know what? It's. Matt Campbell's an an interesting cat to me. I can't. I think he should have jumped to the NFL when he had the opportunity, but I think he's going to get another look this year after what he's done with the Cyclones, considering they don't really have anybody that's of noteworthy. So she he's uh, he's not bad. 
I like them. It's a good coach. Go clones. Uh, that's going to do it. Go clones. Go Vikes. Don't go golfs. Sorry, guys. Golfs, they're dead yeah, in the water. Just, just we're just done go. rowing that boat. We'll tip that canoe over. I'm fine with tipping that one over right poor now. Hans. I know. Poor Hans. R.I.P. to him. <laughs> Don't be careful when you're cutting your skates with that sharpener. Remember, he sees the ketchup bottle every time. Yeah. I can't wait till I find out that it wasn't one of the Hanses that passed away and somebody else who it's was in Mighty Ducks. I'm glad yeah, to see the true. goaltender is doing well now. That's good. He's got his life He's together. better. He's, he's turned Goldberg. around. Yep. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Good for I Goldberg. Know. Uh, good for him. Good for all of us. Again, thank you guys for checking out Before I Die on Purple Daily and Score North. As always, check out all of our other Purple Daily content coming up. Big week, big Thanksgiving week. So obviously ups and downs, and we're excited for it. But check out all that. Not to mention all the other Score North content, including hockey, baseball. We hardly talked hockey this week, guys. So there you go, except Hans. Uh, but if you do want the hockey talk, head over to Judd's Hockey Show. Timberwolves, Twins, everything in between. You guys are the best. As always, Skull Vikings, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Row the boat, Skyima. Go Hennepin!